African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Hey, good day everybody. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa where you get the African perspective. You with me, Benjamin Mushatama, here on African Dialogue where we take a look at the big issues on the African continent. Well, the numbers are trickling in at the Independent Electoral Commission's Results Operating Centre in Pretoria and uh, around uh, 30% of uh, the voters uh, have been counted uh, so far and we're seeing various interesting dynamics. If you look at uh, uh, the live numbers that are coming out from the results dashboard, uh, it seems like from the National Assembly viewpoint, the dominating uh, um, party so far with these numbers still early, uh, still only 32%. I have to emphasize that. Uh, we're seeing that the ANC has a 55.0.9% of the vote, which is around 2,396,937 votes. And just behind them, they have the Democratic Alliance with 1,117,409. 97 votes uh, that are for the Democratic Alliance and they stand at 25.68% and uh, very far from them with 375,000 votes and 869 votes is uh, the EFF which is at 8.64%. Uh, and we're also seeing the top uh, five being very interesting. Uh, as I mentioned, the ANC is number one, DA is number two so far, the EFF stands at number three. But it's also interesting to see that the Freedom Front Plus is at number four and the IFP at number five. Very interesting dynamic in that regard when you're looking at the top five. But there have been very much a lot of concerns uh, in uh, these elections uh, yesterday Today, the Independent Electoral Commission of South Africa has vowed to investigate all allegations of electoral fraud and pursue criminal charges against perpetrators. This follows reports of alleged double voting by some voters. It says there are layers of security to prevent voters from committing fraudulent activities. Was this enough? Let's find out more from Debo Mokobo. The IEC has assured South Africans of the overall integrity of the election process. At least two separate incidents of electoral fraud have been brought to the attention of the Commission. It's alleged that some voters were able to cast more than one vote at different polling stations. But the IEC's Musotu Mwepa says the electoral fraud is a criminal offence, insisting that their system will enable them to trace the perpetrators. All of these leave a detailed footprint of voter participation in the process and can be used both separately and in combination to identify instances of electoral fraud. As part of the process of finalizing the results of the elections, the Commission will assess data 
from scanners, VEC forms. These are forms used when voters vote outside of their voting districts and the voters' role to identify any potential risks. Where evidence is found to support electoral fraud, the Electoral Commission will firstly quarantine the results of the affected voting districts and secondly will pursue criminal charges against the perpetrators who will be very well known to us. We have indicated that they would have left footprints with us and we will pursue those footprints. Mnyepes also asked those with evidence of electoral fraud to come forward with the information. The Electoral Commission appeals to any party or person who may have evidence of any electoral fraud or significant irregularity to report this immediately so that it can be thoroughly investigated. The Electoral Commission will not allow the potential misconduct of one or two individuals, be they voters or election officials, to taint the overall outcome of these elections. The Electoral Commission appeals to any party or person who may have evidence of any electoral fraud or significant irregularity to report this immediately so that it can be thoroughly investigated. The Electoral Commission will not allow the potential misconduct of one or two individuals, be they voters or election officials, to taint the overall outcome of these elections. And yes, I the fears of South Africans saying the Commission has layers of security in place to help them pick up any wrongdoing. The Independent Electoral Commission hopes to release the final results on Saturday evening. I am Debumokobo in Pretoria. Well, now we've got uh, Tutongo Ben who's going to be joining us just to give us uh, her views around these issues of uh, uh, concerns around um, electoral fraud and uh, some of the problems that we saw yesterday during voting day because it seems like this issue is also overtaking the the narrative of uh, uh, this good reputation that South Africa has in terms of its uh, voting system. And uh, there's a lot of reports that have come out in terms of double voting. I know I've been listening to the radio for the last day or so and I've heard a lot of callers on some radio stations speaking around their concerns around double voting. Tuto, what were your thoughts around this particular issue? You said that you were at some polling stations yesterday where the issue around this uh, uh, Section 24 form was uh, a a big concern. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good morning to Channel Africa listeners. Yesterday was quite um, interesting and also quite concerning that I went to six uh, voting stations in and around the city of Joburg, starting from Soweto and just coming up and up and up. And in all these um, stations, I think it's only in one voting station where the presiding officer knew how to administer these um, uh, Section 24 forms. In some station, the one where I voted in Protea Glen, it was late. It was not there in the vicinity. They had to go and fetch it somewhere. Mm. And uh, the lady said to me, the people who are not in the voters' role, because how this uh, form works is that if you are not in the re- uh, the role, the voters' role, they in that voting station, mm. then you have to fill in that form. 
so that um, you can vote both nationally and provincially because you registered in the province but not in the uh, relevant uh, voting station. Mm. So in that station, they were late. In others, they didn't even know about it. Like the last uh, station that I went to in Westbury, mm. they didn't even know about it. I dug it out in the box to say, but why aren't you giving people these forms? Because I have already experienced this. So it As was a journalist, you were actually becoming an, an, an observer. Uh, wow. Yeah, I was becoming an observer because I had gone through the whole thing and asking people in all these um, stations that I went to, I was asking people, how is this going? Because this is apparently the first time that the Section 24 is being um, uh, uh, being used in mm. the elections. So I think the training was not properly uh, done with the presiding officers. Hence, there was confusion. I had to call the IEC person, the communications officer in I, at IEC to say, this is what's happening. People have been turning, uh, being turned away. They can't vote. They say they must go and vote somewhere else, whereas they registered in the same province. Mm. So it was quite a challenge. Like I was up and down doing my job, and calling the IEC <laughs> person. <laughs> yes, and being a citizen at the same time to say, these are the challenges that are happening. Please, can you assist? Eventually, the IEC person said sh- the sh- they've, uh, they've communicated to the presiding officers within the province to say, please don't turn people away. Mm. It was Hopefully, it was resolved by the time the IEC person sp- uh, spoke mm. to me. And also, I know there were also concerns around the scanners in some also um, stations. Mm-hmm. Actually, in the other uh, voting station, I think these problems are following me around. Mm. In the other station that I went to, which one um, was this one? The one in Rodeport. Okay. This was the second one. This mm. was the third station or oh, mm. fourth station that I I, I went to. The st- the scanner apparently ceased working. Uh, at 7.30. So throughout the day, I went there, I think I was there at around 11. The scanner was not working. They had to do the roll, the voters roll. If you're not on the roll, they were sending people away to the nearest uh, voting station where the scanner is working. Mm -hmm. So these were other problems that were making people probably to go go home and not continue voting because, I mean, you are being turned away and you heard on the news that you can vote anywhere in the Mm -hmm. province, especially if you have registered in the same province. So it was quite... You know, I'm not sure if the IEC did their diligent work Mm -hmm. in training the IEC uh, people to actually, you know, carry out everything to make sure that everyone is catered mm. for. Okay, and, and finally in terms of, uh, do you think people knew where these centres were? I know when I went to Tembisa at the centre where I stay, people kept on coming to the one centre and uh, we haven't seen that historically where there were so many people coming to that one particular school which is opposite my grandmother's house. Do you think there was enough information to let people know that there are so many um, centers where they can vote? Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, in the third voting station that I went mm. to uh, in Tepisong, mm. they're voting the sign to say this is where you're voting. Mm. It was deep. You can't see it when you are passing on the road because mm. it was off the main road mm. and next to a garage. So there was no sign, a clear sign like on the street to say this is the voting station. So sure. people, I think some people, if you are new in the area, you would yeah. not know where to go, mm. uh, which I, I think it, it, it ended up affecting other people not being able to go and vote there and going somewhere else and being in long queues because you'd go to other voting stations, no long queues. In other voting stations, there were like long, long queues. Mm. So I think the signs were not... uh, 
clear enough for people to find out where they're going. So I think the IEC, hopefully, they will address it. They're going to speak to the media at 2 p.m. Mm. Uh, this afternoon. So hopefully, mm. they will address um, uh, the issues. But overall, the, the scanners and the Section 24, for me mm. personally, was the um, issue that actually stood out. Okay. Let's uh, hear what the South African Independent Electoral Commission's Chief Officer, Executive Officer, rather, Sai Mamubolo, says all the polling stations were doing. says they were running behind scheduled and finally they opened he spoke to the SABC about some of the challenges that they faced yesterday during election day and how the commission will address these irregularities We have most of today to consider all these types of issues and as they come to the fore, the Commission will convene to take appropriate decisions. I think uh, it's unacceptable, unacceptable that um, people who have one or the other type of grievance would uh, impede people from exercising their constitutional right to vote. It's inimical to democracy, it's something that society should not tolerate. So, uh, just looking at some of the others, uh, there was uh, in Bizana municipality, there was one there. Uh, they, they also had particular problems of actually uh, getting people to vote. Then we had the Vuanis and, you know, some other hotspot areas that had been identified previously. And are you satisfied at this stage that people were at least relatively able to exercise their democratic right? At this stage, all indications are that people had um, relative access to the voting process uh, in those areas. We will obviously have got to look at the figures against the number of people uh, who are registered. We've got to get um, accounts from presiding officers as to whether um, there were in, any things that were, may have been uh, untoward and appropriate determinations will then be made. Have there been any complaints from political parties at this stage? Um, as at late last night, uh, we were sitting at um, five objections. Uh, those will be considered um, before the results are declared. Naturally. The nature of those objections, though, are you able to share those with us? No. Uh, those are within the province of the members of the Commission. Um, as the head of the administration, we are not involved with, uh, with the objection unless uh, certain information is called for by the Commission. And then, uh, of course, uh, just also looking at some of the other complaints that arose, uh, the city of Cape Town, uh, they were quite prominent uh, members of the public on social media yesterday talking about ballots not arriving or they've been told that there were no ballots at various uh, polling stations. What happened there? Look, there were enough ballots, um, as I indicated yesterday, um, that there was enough ballots for every voter who had been registered. Clearly, in certain uh, points of the country, people did not follow the distribution instructions fully, which created these types of problems where the ballots uh, ran out and so on. Um, and that includes the city of parts uh, of the city of Cape Town, um, as well as parts of Houting. Um, it's, it's quite disappointing uh, that we've had those types of uh, situations because provisioning was done sufficiently. 
Well, that's the Chief Executive Officer of the Independent Electoral Commission, Sai Mamobolo, speaking there to SABC Sakina Kamwendo. As you could hear, there, there are still big issues around uh, issues around irregularities and uh, especially around that particular issue of, of openings and also the access to ballot boxes and uh, very big concerns. They might be small, uh, but they seem to actually, they can collate to becoming bigger issues in time. But let me see if I can cross over now before I speak to the analysts on the line to Milton Malulek who's joining us from the Independent Electoral Commission Results Operating Center in Pretoria. Uh, Milton, thank you for giving me your time. Milton, can you hear me there? Now I can hear you. Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about uh, the atmosphere there as the results are coming in. We know that now we have around uh, 32.89% of voting districts that have been completed. How's the vibe there at the center? Good morning, uh, Benjamin. Good morning, uh, Channel Africa listeners. I'm uh, responding uh, from the National Results uh, Operations Center in Tswane, Pretoria, whereby uh, all uh, all of, uh, parties and uh, observers are waiting uh, or oh, they are seeing the results coming through. Uh, the vibe this side is, uh, as you can expect, uh, calm for, for some and then uh, a lot of expectation for others. We can see that uh, people are waiting patiently to see how the, uh, the, the party, parties performed in this uh, election. Uh, but for now, uh, we can tell that uh, the vibe still uh, not as hectic as, 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 as a lot of people expect because yeah. uh, it's only the beginning mm. of the, the, the counting of those votes. Mm. And I believe this mood change uh, when uh, the more results will sure. be uh, published. Well, let's look at uh, the issue around uh, the complaints that have been coming at polling stations. And I know that there was supposed to be a presser at 11 o'clock, Milton, and now it's been postponed to 2 o'clock. Has there been any explanation uh, from the IEC um, personnel to the media in terms of why there was this postponement of uh, the, um, uh, the, the, the presser? Uh, because there's still a lot of concerns around some of these issues around double voting and issues around uh, uh, the counting of votes that have been a concern nationally. Uh, has there been any a brief from your side why there was this postponement? Uh, the only information that we got was that uh, the, the media briefing was postponed, and uh, because they, are still, they have the, the IEC had a lot of received a lot of complaints, and they want to give to the media uh, uh, information that is concrete. Uh, the only thing that we know, the major complaints that came through, uh, it's uh, from EFF in Lipopo, whereby they, 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 they are saying that there's uh, um, if a situation whereby they believe that is a fraud because there are ballot papers that appeared for nowhere, and I believe that the IEC is dealing with those issues. Uh, the IEC Deputy CEO, Masher Hoshihuri, uh, he said in, 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 um, uh, that there have had been a number of feedbacks during the course of the voting day yesterday, uh, whereby he said that um, uh, the, those feedbacks included Derek Cole, sorry, in, because of the, the ongoing community unrest in isolated areas okay. which, have, which have affected elections operations. 
uh, and the five voting station had still not opened uh, by 5 p.m. yesterday. Mm. Um, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the other issue that uh, um, he raised was the short shortage of ballot papers in number of stations, and uh, this shortage were uh, they, they were caused by the staff members not they, they end up distributing few uh, ballot papers. Uh, meanwhile, those stations they were waiting for a lot of uh, people uh, to vote. The other issues that the electoral commission uh, said was the the strong uh, thunderstorms that, that were reported in early, early evening in Free State, where 16 temporary uh, voting stations in Manguang were blown down by a strong winds and where heavy rain affected the conditions uh, in Nelson Mandela Bay, uh, for example. A crop, uh, especially in Eastern Cape, heavy rain also and winds also affected the operation in more than 30 temporary voting stations. In a number of areas, uh, voting after dark was affected by power hostages, including in KwaZulu-Natal, specifically in Unluazi, Limpopo, uh, they have the same problem in Vuyani and Guiani, and in Gauteng parts of Johannesburg. The nature of the power hostages were, uh, was not immediately uh, um, resolved, but um, these issues, uh, they, they believe that, that they were caused by the cable theft, weather-related outages, and other unscheduled uh, local municipal municipalities to rap rapidly restore the power in uh, the affected okay. areas. Those okay, Milton. Actually sure, thank you for giving us that update because it just shows that things were, and were not as smoothly as was anticipated. But uh, I'm sure that we'll be crossing over to you later in the day. But thank you for giving us your time and that important update. Thank you very much, Benjamin. That's Milton Malulek, my colleague, uh, Channel Africa reporter there from our Portuguese service. I'm going to take a quick break, and I know that we've had our analysts being patient as we've been speaking to our journalists looking at yesterday's events. We've got on the line Dr. Theo Fenter from the Northwest University, and also we've got Dr. Shingai Mutizo Mangiza from the Western Cape University. They'll be giving us analysis on uh, some of yesterday's events and also just to look at the early results that are coming out. Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it was one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African time. 1000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective. 
Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, South Africa's external service into the international community. Thank you for joining us on www.channelafrica.co.za. And if you're listening to us on our DSTV channel, we're on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Well, we're going to get to some feedback from Dr. Theo Fenter from the Northwest University and Dr. Shingai Mutizo Mangiza from the Western Cape University. Dr. Fenter, let me start with you. I mean, these concerns around the issues of whether there was a delay uh, of uh, the opening of polling stations to issues around scanners not working and this big concern of double voting. Clearly, we have big concerns here this time around in our election process. And that's a sad thing because South Africa has been lauded as having a very good reputation when it comes to its electoral system. Well, (laughs) I'm talking to you from the electoral HQ here in Pretoria West, and um, my view is that if you look at this election and you look from it, uh, you look at it from the outside in. In other words, from outside the borders to a well-run, world-class um, election, then there's one view. If you look at if you look at this election from the inside out, in other words, you're a South African. You're used to certain standards. You're used to what the IEC has done in the past. I think South Africans are hypercritical about what is happening at the moment. In my view, 18 million South Africans went to the polls. Most of them had a good experience in voting. Um, and um, eventually, um, we had uh, a few mishaps at 23,000 voting boxes, voting districts. Um, This is still a world-class enterprise, and I think the kind of issues we had are important because it goes towards the integrity of the election, but I do not think it overshadows the larger event that we've just witnessed and that we've done for the umpteenth time as the IEC. And and I think, again, um, this is a major, major enterprise. And the other thing, of course, is the, the the advent of social media and access to all of these things are making it extremely difficult for the IEC to keep abreast. And during the press conference yesterday, there were numerous questions about when are we going to start voting electronically, for instance, which is which is done in several places globally. Uh, and, and the IEC said, well, we're looking at those things, but we're not yet there. I know our neighbor Namibia is, is currently doing it. The one issue that worries me, and I think there is merit in that one, is that if they, if the zip zip machine registers you, um, it is not um, linked to the database to indicate that this person with this ID number has been identified, he's in the queue, he can now vote. There must be some form of a tick behind your name on the system in the cloud. Um, so that you can't vote a second time. That, to me, sounds like a problem. Mm. Let me come to you, Dr. Shingai Mutizo-Mangiza. I agree with Dr. Theo Fenter in terms of uh, the fact that this... The few incidents don't actually override the fact that uh, the IEC has done a relatively good job uh, in these particular elections, but these little issues seem to be of concern. Yes, that's true, Benjamin. I think, um, you know, on, on the basis of what we have seen and heard uh, you know, over the last 24 hours, on the one level, HQ 
it would seem, you know, um, that, you know, you have a situation whereby the IEC was experiencing a number of logistical challenges. I mean, as we have heard, the issue of certain polling uh, stations not being open until, you know, as late as 5 p.m., this idea of a shortage, you know, shortage of valid papers and all that. But, um, you know, having said that, I'd like to think that, you know, broadly speaking, I think despite these uh, shortcomings, I think one thing that at least uh, we can be, you know, grateful or thankful for is the fact that the actual process itself, you know, so often when we discuss uh, elections and the process, the electoral process itself, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, attention tends to be focused on the integrity of the election as to whether it will actually produce the true outcome, you know, of the, of the electorate. Uh, that I don't think is in question here. So I think to that extent, you know, um, you know, that is actually quite positive. I mean, the IEC, as you know, this is the sixth general election that it's conducting. Uh, and in spite of the fact that, you know, there have been calls for electronic voting to sort of make uh, the process watertight, I think generally speaking, if we think about it regionally, uh, I think South Africa can still, you know, count itself as holding, uh, you know, as being capable of holding, you know, among one of the best run elections. Um, mm. So I think to that extent, mm. you know, uh, what I would say is, you know, I think it's really, there's a need to put these things into perspective. Mm. I think, broadly speaking, yeah. So okay. Sure. I think that context is very important because it actually shows the larger perspective and the viewpoint. But I want to come back to you, Dr. Theo Fenter, and I want to look at these early preliminary numbers. And I have to emphasize that these are not the final results, but uh, uh, I just want us to have a a narrative around uh, what these early numbers are saying, because right now we're at uh, 34.15% of voting districts completed in terms of voting counts. And we now currently see seeing the ANC at uh, 2.5 million uh, votes with 55.55% um, kind of percentage of that particular pool in the National Assembly. Also, we have 1 uh, uh, million and 174,654,000 uh, votes for the Democratic Alliance, with, which is 25% or 25.17% to be more accurate of the vote. And the EF, if just behind them with the National Assembly, votes at 409, 203 votes at 8.77%. What does that narrative tell us right now in terms of these two uh, political parties from a, a national viewpoint? Clearly, some of the predictions that we've seen uh, early, uh, uh, we can't really finalize the uh, the, the final uh, details, but we can definitely say what's happening right now, Dr. Finter. You're right. Um what I would I would say two things. I would say that the low voter turnout, generally speaking, has um, has, in, has has made it difficult for the ANC to sustain 62% of the vote which they previously had. So they have lost anything between five and six percent of their support. And the DA, on the other hand, also lost votes because if they haven't lost votes, the Freedom Trump would have not, not have grown. But Mm. The DA succeeded in getting votes from other constituencies. It seems to be the colored vote in general and definitely black voters. Um, they, so they, they increased their diversity profile. 
um, through this election. And I I would say that um, the, the 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 it is the turnout, especially um, in the, in the cities, that is higher than in, in the local or the rural areas, which which the ANC. Um, got back to the numbers where they are. But I think we are very close to the final <laughs> kind of numbers, um, except for, for the DA. I think the DA is going to drop down <coughs> to, sorry, to mm. the low 20s, mm. much lower than 25, as the, as the numbers, the big numbers from KZN, the Eastern Cape, and those places are coming in slowly. And um, then it becomes then it becomes a numbers game where yeah. where these things are going to move to and fro sure. and and eventually it will stabilize sometime tonight. And where do you put the EFF currently with its eight point seven percent of support? Very, very close to the top of, of, of the ceiling. Uh, I don't think they have it um, in them to go beyond ten percent. So they are now reaching their limits. Uh, in some provinces they've done extremely well. Uh, while I'm talking to you, I'm looking at the big leaderboard in the Northwest. Uh, previously, they had a very uh, head-on-head race with the DA to mm. be the official position. Sure. This time around, they've got like twice the number of votes. Yes, and um, th- that's I'm, I'm I'm looking at that number as well, whereby uh, in the Northwest Province they're coming up second with fifty-four thousand and six uh, votes, with seventeen point six percent, right behind the ANC, which has ni- uh, one hundred ninety-nine two hundred twenty-eight thousand votes, with sixty-two point nine three percent, and and the DA is just behind the EFF, there with thirty-three thousand yeah. votes. Yeah, yeah, and I think in, in the northwest uh, and the Free State, and to a certain extent, Limpopo was severely hit by stayaways, people not going to the polls, mm. <laughs> and those kind of things. So um, I think this is the story. There, there must be a message sure. for the ANC in this election of people not going to the polls. Um, mm. I know, I know the the normal thing. If you don't like what they what a ruling party is doing, you vote either against it or you vote in some other way. But it seems to me voting behavior in South Africa has now established itself. Mm. You just don't go to the polls. Either it's a cynicism about what politicians can do or it is what we would call in Afrikaans a hot fall level. <laughs> They're just fed up so. for, 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 for not receiving um, any, any support in, in, in service delivery and these kind of things. And for me, the bad news out of this election is in less than two years, we've got municipal elections again. Sure. So these issues that we've witnessed before the election would in all probability be an ongoing event until, mm. until, until the municipal elections in, in, in 21. Okay, let, let me go to you, Dr. Shingai Mutizo-Mangiza. I want us to move and look at also some of the interesting permutations or some of the sig- early signals that we're seeing now, especially what was highlighted by... Uh, um, Dr. Fenter there in terms of uh, what's happening in uh, the National Assembly with the Freedom Front Plus actually also being in the top four right now with around 140,000 votes at 140,727 uh, votes. Um, that's 3% of the support right now um, with um, 34.15% of um, votes being counted in. What are your thoughts around that? We're also seeing the new party of Patricia DeLille, the good party, at uh, 32,000 votes with 
point uh, with 0.69 percent votes rather uh, that's a very interesting dynamic since uh, the freedom front plus seems to be gaining momentum and also we see new parties such as the good parties actually also being also being part of the mix there yes uh, Benjamin. i think what i think what it tells us essentially is that uh, there is a crisis of uh, credibility. Um, I think it speaks to a crisis of credibility among the, the big states. So, sure. Yeah, it speaks to a crisis of credibility among the, the bigger parties. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think, on the one hand, you have this idea that maybe, as, as uh, Dr. Henry was saying, this idea that the GA has probably now come to a plateau, uh, an electoral plateau, beyond which it will be difficult uh, to go beyond. I mean, predictions, of course, uh, when you look at the Ipsos poll, it had put uh, the DA around, you know, uh, declining its vote share from 22% to about uh, 18 19%. Mm. But, um, so I think that, again, speaks to this idea that maybe there is, uh, you know, there's a certain level of disenchantment. I think one maybe largely to do with uh, internal dynamics within the DA, uh, with what is happening in the Western Cape province with the what's happening in British Brazil. I think it may also be to do with in response to particular policy positions, uh, particularly the issue of BEE. But I think also, again, you have, uh, in the case of the ANC, uh, an interesting dynamic whereby, again, they were predicted to get you know, uh, well, the Ipsos was predicting them to get about 65%, uh, and this one was as a result of their latest polling. But the fact that, I mean, it's, you know, it's still early stages and they haven't quite done that. Again, I think that kind of highlights this type of credibility. On one hand, that you have a popular president, uh, but a party that is seemingly experiencing somewhat of a trust deficit mm. uh, from the public at large. And this is evidence in two ways. One, the low voter turnout. And two, again, the actual number uh, of the support that people are getting. So I think uh, you have that in terms of how you can characterize the two big parties. Um, I think at another level, it also speaks to the polarization of the political space. Mm. The fact that you have the EFF that was, you know, doing well, uh, you know, and again, it's positioning as, you know, uh, uh, you know a far-left party. It would seem to me that you also have uh, you know, the Freedom Front Plus mm. on its part, um, you know, also doing well and it being the opposite of the EFF, uh, mm. you know, being more to the right. Mm. And so I think that this, again, this idea that our political space uh, is beginning to show signs of some sort of polarization, uh, albeit it may not be uh, so significant so as to, you know, to, um, so as to uh, destabilize status quo as far as the vote share of the big parties. Sure. But I, I think um, it does speak to this idea that voters are increasingly looking uh, or responding to more definitive policy positions. So if it's the EFS position on land uh, or the Freedom Front you know, position, again, also on, on the land question and also in terms of issues of corruption, I think. Um, I think this is essentially what we can kind of draw from, uh, you know, from the figures that we have seen 
Okay, we, we have to wrap it up there. I know it's still early stages right now, so we can't also be too uh, speculative. I'm sure, as was highlighted by Dr. Theo Fender, later in the evening today, we'll start seeing more of a cemented view of uh, a kind of a fixed result that will be starting to be trickling in. But right now, we're going to see uh, changes as those uh, ballot papers still uh, being counted. Thank you to Dr. Theo Fender from the Northwest University. Thank you as well to Dr. Shingai Mutizwa Mangiza from the Western Cape University. Thank you both for giving us your time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, we, we're still going to continue in our day broadcasts on our different uh, language uh, uh, services, giving you updates on uh, the results. But right now, let's move on to our business news. Uh, before I do that, I also want to thank our other uh, journalists, Tuitongo Beni and also Milton Maluleke, who were giving us insights of the experiences yesterday uh, as they were traveling around the, the ballot boxes, the ballot stations. And also thank you as well to Milton, who's at the IEC center who will be giving us more feedback during the day.